Um, but in the first Xenon, there's one black friend, and then in the second one, it's Raven Simone. Right, I remember that. <laughs> and they look completely different. Because it's like Raven. But they never talk about it. They're like, hey, Nebula, and it's like a totally different black girl. Because <laughs> it's like Raven Simone on the poster, like with yeah. her hands on her hips. Yeah, they pulled a fresh prince. Right. Oh, well, no. Yeah, or Roseanne. <laughs> Remember Sarah Chalk is the blonde daughter? Yes. It's like, these people are interchangeable, but not really. (laughs) But so there's Xenon, I'm told, that is like quite good. Very Uh, good. Smart House, I'm told. Terrifying. Smart House rules. Oh, you saw that one? Yeah. Oh, so you can participate now. Well, that's it. That's it. I've seen them all. Um, Let's see. Other ones that I really enjoyed. Brink. Brink. Okay, there's one Isn't that an HBO show? No. That's The Brink. Oh, yeah, that's different. But there's like a bunch of motocross ones. Yeah. Um, okay. There was also the Lizzie McGuire one where she, I forget the name of it. Private something? Is yeah. Is that the one where she's like, the, she's in like a, um, a boarding school? No, Cadet Kelly. Cadet Kelly. Because yeah, there yeah. was a girl at my high school named Kelly and she was like, call me Cadet Kelly because she really Ew. liked that movie and she wore fatigues for a year. Ew. Yeah. Well, come on. Suburban Ew. school's weird. People yeah. have a lot of Ugh. ways of expressing themselves that are strange. I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, or you're just identifying with the Disney, pop culture yeah. characters. Right. I never watched Lizzie. Like, I didn't watch Lizzie McGuire. I missed even Stevens. Um, I really loved So Weird, though, because I feel like oh, that, that oh, it was so good. It was like The X-Files for, like, teens, Uh-oh. except her mom was in a band, and she, her name was Fiona, and she kind of went, was going along for the ride while her mom was on tour. Okay. Um, and along the way... For some reason, in each town, there was some sort of paranormal shit going down, <laughs> and she would write about it in her diary and blog about it on her blog. Mm-hmm. And yeah, was and she they deal with it, or was she they would figure of... it out. I mean, it would always be that thing where it's like, oh, now we know what the mystery is, but right. now we're going to the next tour date. So, bye, ghost, bye, werewolf, bye, banshee, like whatever. That's cool. That's like a good variety. I mean, I, I liked those shows. My favorite was Big Wolf on Campus, which was terrible, but also like Monster of the Week. Very good. I yeah. like me a good Monster of the Week show. I mean, they're they're entertaining. It's just hard to do them. The ones that are made for like teens and adults are just clearly better. Like Big Wolf on Campus was about like high schoolers. Oh, I like that one. I like. I had such a crush on the goth Burton. guy. He yeah, was so cute. his hair. He <laughs> to- yeah, I like. Oh, I was just like, oh my god, where is he that boy? So I know he's got a hot topic. Well, yeah, no, he was like <laughs> yeah. so pale yeah. and like kind of like too. Pale. But he had a. Heart of gold. Oh, totally. And he had, like, very good abs. Like, that one episode, I remember... He, no, he took his shirt... Listen, he took his shirt off in one episode, I remember. Oh, my God. Sure, yeah. He always yeah. looked like the sort of dude that would, like, totally rock a DBZ shirt. Yeah, Do you oh. remember those, like, Dragon Ball Z, like, Hawaiian shirts? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, with, with Goku powering <gasps> Sometimes up. Sometimes I see them in the wild, I... and I'm just like... Hats off to you, sir. I haven't thought of those. And they're, like, kind of like... They were I think they're going to make a comeback. Well, remember the Spider-Man shirts that were yeah. the same with, like, Venom on them? Yeah. Yes. The Seth MacFarlane... Or not Seth MacFarlane. Todd MacFarlane. Todd MacFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> but he probably did wear one of those yeah, on Buffy. Up. So it all it all comes back. Thank it's all you. in the yeah, same universe. Totally it's, it's, it's all, it's all yeah. there. Um, I yeah. haven't seen a DBZ shirt, like, not sort of worn ironically on, like, a I've seen them. Hipster. Well, not on a hipster. I see them on, on norm, normal folk. Or as I like to call them, normies. Normies. Um, a lot of times in Queens or like at the Greyhound bus station. Okay, that seems right. Yeah. That seems yeah. the right placement for that. And they always artifact. look so content and like really like just in touch with their true They know what they like. Yeah. They haven't had to spend money on new pop culture in a good 15 years. And now they're cool again. Yeah. Or cool for the first time. Right. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Thing that I would mention is that apparently. So I, no, no, it's fine. Like this is this was great. Um, 
That's so Raven. Coming back. Coming back. Have you seen the trailer? I have not because I feel like ever since, like, I feel like within the past year, maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. she kind of just, like, started, like, saying a lot of weird stuff and she you kept on, doing all this stuff with her hair and it was just too much. It was all you. crazy. I mean, it was cool what she was doing with her hair, but I was just, like, I felt like it was, like, the sign of someone who doesn't know who they are because, like, one day she'd have, like, a mohawk and then the other day she would, like, have, like, a long, like, sweeping lace I mean, front weave and it was, like, it all looked great, but yeah. I was just, like, you're also saying you're not black, you don't what? identify, like, you have contacts. I don't know what's going on, like, Why you don't not? seem safe. I know what's going on. The, v- the view is ruining our legends. Like, Whoopi, like, Whoopi is still, like, a legend, but this woman is on the view saying some crazy shit. Yeah, well, I, to talk about witches and magic, <laughs> two things about Whoopi, like, I just, I really always enjoy that she, like, was Guinan on Star Trek. Yes. Who was, like, a medium, because, right. like, her alien race, like, could just, you know. Yeah into it that and then also like the whole idea of like her being like the person who channels the spirit of patrick swayze so that he can like defend his honor or his name right get demi more the money she needs to stay in that sick apartment in soho (laughs) it's all just like a rent yeah Yeah, he's just like i don't i don't want us to lose this sick apartment (laughs) i have to possess this black woman (laughs) like Like, our kids will be set for life it's like a new form of gentrification (laughs) it's like it doesn't matter if they go to art school we have this sick apartment yeah (laughs) it's like it's like it's an early form of gentrification oh my god over the black oh my god that is that Holy that shit. oh my yeah. god we need to like have a round table conversation <laughs> about that like gentrification and like the, the commodification black of black femininity in the ghost yeah. or like in ghosts it's not even the ghost it's just ghosts it's the ghost i mean still a fucking, a fucking classic but yes the running thread just to uh get more information about you is that uh kendra informs me that you you are into the occult i mean i have somewhere. tarot cards in my tote bag but that's because i'm trying to manifest something really huge for my future right now that's good um but yeah i have a crystal in my my jacket's pocket um i went to christian school and my parents won't let me watch buffy so that's the reason why i like these things mm-hmm. um i think halloween town kind of flew under the radar for them because it was like like my parents were so strict about it that they had like we had like satellite like dish network and they would have anything that was above pg blocked with right. a code so like <laughs> All I watched was, like, Disney <laughs> and, like, infomercials, basically. Wait, so, um, can you remember any, like, sort of illicit material that you tried to smuggle, that you successfully, like, smuggled into your media consumption, like, as a child? Oh, yeah. Um, there was, like, a good, beautiful year where, like, at my Christian school, they didn't know we were reading Goosebumps. Oh! And, like, yeah, it was really great. But then some of the kids were, like, having nightmares, and, like, the parents were just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, kids would fall asleep in class because they were, like, staying up late reading these books and scared. (laughs) And then the teachers were like, I don't know what's going on. Like, and it's like, oh, they're always staying up reading those Goosebumps books, and they're like, they're doing what? And then there was, like, a flyer that was sent home about, like, we don't want these books here. They opened, they gave it to the occult, which maybe it's true because, you know, look at me now. So, I mean, so, yeah, Goosebumps. I remember having a copy of Carrie by Stephen King confiscated by my my junior high school librarian, which was mm-hmm. awkward because it was from the local library. And I was like, "Look, I don't, I don't have, I don't have income. I'm thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. that book back. Even if you like, even my mom has to come in and get. It, I need to like return it because I'm known <laughs> at my <laughs> local branch as the girl that never returns the books. Um, and then also, so you know the book um, Go Ask Alice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's another book called Jay's Journal. Mm-hmm. And it is basically like 
similar, anonymous, supposedly real. And it tells the story of Jay, who is a very young, strong American boy. He's like a debate team. He plays like lacrosse or something, jockey like that. And his parents are pretty well off. And then like his friends start listening to metal and like Black Sabbath. And then they like get into like, somehow they become Satanists and he gets married to his girlfriend in a cemetery and they kill a kitten and like bring it back to life and like cut their tongues and kiss and like do drugs. And, but he also is still on top of his shit and like winning debates and like playing sports. And then the, then he talks about how he's like, I hear voices at night. Like I see demons and like his little brother's like, what's wrong, Jay? You're not like you used to be. And like, he says, like, I can't live like this anymore. And then the next entry is, like, from his mother. And it's like, we found Jay by the side of the road. And, like, the whole shtick that ties it together is that everyone that was in his coven all died the same way. And that they had an injury to their temple where they, like, made their oath to the demon that they, like, asked to come into them. Oh so, God. yeah. But I read that. But that was supposed to be some sort of thing to make it, like, don't so don't fuck with the occult. Right. Because you'll never get to go to, like, an Ivy League school <laughs> or prom. Okay. But then I just was, like, obsessed with that book. Mm-hmm. And that was also confiscated from, <laughs> from I, me. I, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, I feel like Satanic Panic was, like, a really big thing yeah, back in that time. Yeah, definitely. Like, I've been listening to, like, I didn't know a lot about the Westminster Three. Like, that whole, do you know that case? No, no. It's, like, these three kids, these three, like, eight-year-old boys were found murdered. I think it was, like, Alabama? Westmin- Westminster, Alabama or something. Okay. And so, three kids found murdered in, like, a creek. And then they arrested these three guys, and I haven't gotten to the end of the three podcast episodes, so I actually don't know what happened to the guys. TBD. But I know that they're out of jail mm-hmm. now, but one of the main reasons that they were arrested was because, like, people were like, well, they're in this cult. They worship the devil. Like, yeah. Satanic panic was a People were very thing. afraid, and, like, I mean, when I was younger, like, I mean, I grew up in a very, very strict Christian environment, went to a religious school. But even my friends who were not in that sort of community, their parents were nervous about Halloween. Okay. And they they were very, like, you know, even my friends who, like, parents were basically atheists would, like, go through their candy and, like, try to make sure that there wasn't... And, and, like, I grew up in a very friendly, like, semi-affluent suburb in Pennsylvania where, like, there's... If anything, it's just be afraid of the Christians. Like, there were no... (laughs) For all I know, maybe there were some Wiccans, but, like, there was no one putting anything in the candy. Um, but people were always worried about the candy. People were also worried about, like, you know, ritualistic things. Right. Um, whenever, like, a farm animal was found somewhere, they'd be like, oh, <laughs> it was a thing. And it's like, no, you see the hole in the fence? It wandered away. Right. By a car. No one tried to sacrifice this goat. Um, and there are definitely a lot of people who, like, um, I forget his name, but the guy who had the chick, um, chick publications, those little tiny, like, um, religious tract, like, comic books he passed away oh, this past year. Oh, I remember year. those, yeah, yeah. Um, those, I actually feel like that's what kept this, the lore or the appeal of the, the world of, like, the occult and, like, of things of that sort alive for me, because my parents would let me read those and they were supposed to be like, you know, this is why Halloween is bad, this is what happened with the druids, like, you don't want to do that, you don't want to go to hell, <laughs> right? Like- but, like, I would read these comic books and, like, I thought it looked cool. Like, I wanted to wear, like, a cape and, like, stand around a... F- I mean, I don't do all that stuff because it's, like, a bit much. And a lot of it's very tropey and not real anyway. But even when you think about the politics around, like, who says what is okay and what isn't okay. The colonizer, the person who comes in and, like, tries to erase the narrative of the people who were there beforehand. Right. And a lot of that is tied to religion and knowing who you are and your past and your lineage and what you inherit in that way. And I think... I mean, we'll touch on that when we talk about Halloween Town, but I think that those are the things that... 
not so much Halloween, but just like that division between like, this is normal and this isn't normal. And it's like, maybe it's a little, you know, maybe a little bit of both is what we all are. Yeah. I mean, Matt didn't grow up with sisters, but I just feel like anyone who grew up with like girls in the home in the 90s, like those girls yeah, which, went yeah. through a Wiccan phase. Yeah, which is where There's no way to avoid it. Yeah. Did you both go through Wiccan phase? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was like super. I mean, my parents wouldn't let me watch Buffy. But I yeah. somehow felt like I watched it just by, like, I would sneak off to friends' houses and watch it or, like, ask them what was happening. There was Charmed. There was Sabrina. Was I wasn't allowed gateway. to watch Sabrina, but I was allowed to read the books. You weren't allowed to watch... Sabrina was the most benign, But like, she had a spell yeah. book and she, she had did, a yes. familiar and, like, yeah. She was so benign, But then you read the Golden Compass, which is fine, and then your parents... And then you're like... No, I wasn't... They, they knew about and... that one. Oh, they, they, they had out a flyer at my... God at my school. It. But wow. I was allowed to read, like, C.S. Lewis, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, because that witch is punished, and right. she's not, like, a good witch. He's, like, a reformed Christian, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. A Christian apologist or whatever, yeah. Though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Charmed was my gateway drug. Like, I saw that shit, and I was just like, okay, so get oh, me, God. just, like, get me my grimoire, like, get me get my, my Balthazar. Yeah. It, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> slash Cal. <laughs> oh, my God. He was so... I love how she was just like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to give up my powers. And then all of a sudden, she's, like, evil. Right. And she doesn't I care. Mean, Phoebe went through so much shit on that oh show. Oh, my God. That, like, made no sense. And you hate that character. Like, I just didn't like her yeah. after a while. Because she was making poor And then doesn't decisions. she end up with, like, a... Co- Cupid. A Cupid. Coop. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, was that kind of cute. Billy Zane? No, it was Victor. Billy Zane. Victor. Oh, my God. Vic- Listen to your friend. Billy Zane, okay, Billy Zane sang on Charmed, and it's still one of my favorite Charmed episodes. Oh my god. Um, no, it was Victor, what's his name, from Mutant X. Do you remember that? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> there was like, that syndicated X-Men show that had nothing to do with the X-Men, but also starred the guy who played Lex Luthor on Lois and Clark, oh New Adventures of Superman. That's amazing. It came on before Hercules. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I watched Hercules. It came on at 7 p. No, it came on at like... No, it did. It was like eight when DS Nine was not airing. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like I'm just like yeah. I've gone back. I mean, I know. I watched, time. I watched too much television. Cosmic perspective. Oh my god! Yeah, right but anyway, yeah. So like, I think point being, I think every girl of a certain age went through a Wiccan phase. Like whether it came from Charmed, whether it came from Harry Potter, well, yeah, definitely. Or Sabrina. Like we all, even like I think X Men also probably influenced. Well, it's a also bit. about like very much so about like your body and coming into your new identity and yes. your womanhood and your powers and this idea that like when you're a child, I mean when you're a child you don't have full agency. So then as you become older you have more and you become more aware to like the origin story of your family or where you fit into the world. And you're trying to find that yeah. origin story like via like all of the shit because you like grow up and even if it's x-men you're coming into it's like okay i reached this like age of 13 it's usually like 13 yeah like my period is here which is always the year that the witch gets her powers yeah yeah (laughs) it's always that it's totally it's like my period is here i'm transitioning into like new activities new things that i like like, so they're like 13 or 16 they look i feel like they give it the range for the girls who like blossom late so they don't feel bad totally and sabrina was 16 she, yeah, she might, because, yeah, also it was, like, mostly Joan Hart, so she was a little older. But it's, like, you're just figuring out how, like, your vagina works. Like, it's just, like, all, no, but seriously, like, you're learning how to master, like, all of these things that, like, come together. And it also ties back to, like, the connection of the body to the earth. Yeah. And also with witches, there's, like, the maiden, the mother, the crone, and, like, the maidenhood is the gateway into right. that three triple-faced goddess of Hecate, who is, like, the mm-hmm. goddess of witches. Um, so it all kind of ties it in. And then, like, also when you start 
having your monthly, as some people like to call it still, um, <laughs> me right now, um, like that ties you having more to the lunar cycle, the moon, the yes. earth, and like all these things that, and like it kind of like, again, it opens the floodgates to things that usually you're like cut off from when you're a child. Um, right. So yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. I'm not going to like say names, but I know someone when I was at boarding school who definitely tied to use her period blood for like something. I mean, I've had friends, like, there's this place in a Bushwick called Tarot Society, and mm-hmm. my one friend, um, who, she lives in LA now, and she's really amazing, she's a great writer, very strong witch, like, she was, like, talking about how she, like, has incorporated, like, her, her blood into, like, art, and right. then also how she, but she was like, but I think I want to, like, maybe use it for, like, ritual stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, do it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this was I, I'd pass out, but, like, I mean, <laughs> no, to each its own. This wasn't art, this was, like, a, a 15 year old like trying to do a spell with their period of blood like that's what this, this I mean like. I have a confession to make okay when I was in 8th grade I fell head over heels for this like bad boy goth kid that got that transferred into our school because he got caught with weed or something at the local public school so his parents were like oh we'll fix you by making you go to a fundamentalist baptist school so i fell for him he liked corn and manson and like all these things and i was like yeah i I, give me a week and then like i came back and i'm like yeah i know who uh what is it slipknot and like i was just like trying so hard and it was just the beginning of like me and every relationship for the rest of my life but I don't know, one thing led to another. We got in trouble at school for something, and I, like, wanted to prove to him that I was true blue, and I was legit, and I really, like, was like him. So I went home, and I'm like, I'll let you read my diary. I didn't have a diary. I went home, and it was over the weekend, and I wrote in my Sailor Moon notebook from the Dollar Tree, but it was it was official merch, because okay. for some reason they sold it there in the suburbs. Um, it was, like, at the height of its popularity. And, like, I wrote a journal, and I, like, got out a calendar and I like backdated things and I made it and you I like, used different pens and I crinkled pages. You gone girl, Tim. And then, and then at <laughs> the end shit. I said, I really like him so much. And I, I wish that like, I like made a spell and I wrote it in my book and then I used my period blood because <laughs> I didn't want to hurt myself because I wasn't into my cutting phase yet. That like, <laughs> I'm weird. And I, and I wrote, I wrote like an anarchy sign. I wrote his name and I used an anarchy sign for the A because his name had an A in it. And that's how he signed it. And I like wrote my name and I wrote his name in in my period blood. (laughs) But it looked stupid as shit because it was like my finger and it was like too big. And then he was just like. He like gave it, he like gave it to him on, on the day back when we were at school, and like he like gave it back to me a couple days later, and he was like, "Was that blood?" And I was like, "Yeah, is that weird?" He's like, "No, it's cool." <laughs> we dated, we like dated as fifteen year olds do, uh, for like a year and a half, but like I just I never admitted that out loud. So, but like, hey, he'll never hear this, or maybe he will. And he'll be like, "You are weird as shit." Listen, if his name is Thomas Meehan, he sent us an email. So, um, <laughs> No. Yeah, okay. Oh my god. I mean, I was gonna, I mean... But I, it wasn't, like, spell work. I was just trying to seem super gothy in a legitimate totally, way. Yeah. And he always would brag about his one friend who was, like, a Wiccan. And so I was like, oh, like, what do Wiccans do? And because of all of, all of the random paraphernalia my parents gave me about anti-stuff, I'm like, oh, they write shit in blood. <laughs> And when you're a teen girl, you don't have access to blood. But you have. But I had blood. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It was really weird. That was a very, that was like maybe my first memoir or my first piece of fiction, really. It was like a hybrid. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I was like going to admit, like, I bled for this. We used to, like, 
the only like spell I tried to do in high school was like I took a romance novel and I like buried it in some dirt underneath a tree and trying to like manifest love. That's weird. I know it's that's real. that's. I mean, it's not as it's kind of equally weird. I it's think. weird because it involves weird. like going into the earth. Like there's somewhere on my high school campus, like there's a buried romance <laughs> novel. <laughs> They're gonna find that like in year like three thousand. It'll be like some something in a museum as like an archaeological. Yeah. And I think there's like a slip of paper in there being like I like I'm in love with like Ming Kai Lu like. And, like, just, <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like there's something really interesting about, and this we'll touch on again when we get into the movie, like, yeah. the the idea of, like, the feminine and the masculine and, like, being connected to the earth or being connected to the sky and the idea of, like, the man figurehead of God in, like, Western religion. It's always, like, a dude who's going to tell you, like, what will manifest, but with, like, paganism and the occult it's always this intuitive connection to the earth and you manifesting it. And that definitely goes hand in hand when it comes to the gender binary and that's seen in the movie, right? right? Like, it's the women who, like, are initially, like, off the bat, like, yes, I am a fucking witch. Right. And I think we should say, like, I totally respect Wicca as a religion. I just think that there is something that happens to teen well, like, girls. It's the, well, it's happening again now and it's, like, especially now, like, you know, millennials and we're like, I'm not really done growing yet, so I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> right. dip back into my teen self. Um, but even now, I think there's definitely, like, that reoccurrence and resurgence that happened in the 90s and the early aughts um, of, like, being, like, that cultural pull where it's, like, okay to, like, have, like, elements of, like, I don't, I feel like you can't get on the L train and not at least find, like, 10 or 12 people under 35 who have the crystal in their pocket. Yeah. Um, and are okay with admitting it. Yeah. And, like, you know, Urban Outfitters, they sell sage and they sell spell kits. And, like, even if you go to, like, Target at this point, there's, like, so much, like, witch, witch stuff, Wicca stuff. And I know a lot of people in the Wicca community, like, as many people would, it, that's their religion. They feel kind of annoyed about it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, that could be the gateway for someone to really, like, yeah connect with do you, that. Do you think that's corrosive to the idea of it? Or do you think that that's good, though? Like, commodified, wicked and shit, like... The fact that someone burns sage so they can uh, smudge or whatever it's called. I mean, we burn sage at the women's march. Like, yeah, this we, is true. <laughs> like, what are, is your crystal for? Um, I have a citrine in my pocket, and it's for like success and clarity and creativity and like just um, magnetism for like manifesting things that you want. Um, so it's like a, but I, I, but for like a practical reason, I like rubbing the side of it because I'm an anxious person. Yeah, it's a word. And so it's like, it's like my fidget spinner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I just like keep it in my pocket and like rub on it. Um, um, before we jump into, into, we'll take a break and then we'll jump into Halloween Town. But Matt, do you have any, uh, any childhood Wiccan dabbling that you want to share? Whose name did you write in blood? Yeah. You guys made me feel like, like. To sort of d- distill it, right, these things are things that made me realize it was okay to be weird, quote-unquote, right? Mm-hmm. The sort of, like, cliche, not to say that everyone's journey is unique, but, like, I, you guys make me feel a little bit more, I would just say, kind of lame. Like, I... <laughs> I thought you were going to say normal. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, probably, yeah, sure. I went the more, like, classic sort of, like, bullied nerd route. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get into uh, any sort of, like, occult religion... And I didn't become goth, or, or, or I guess emo was kind of the thing that was happening. Yeah. Um, Matt wrote crew. But I mean, like, <laughs> I, I was emo after my goth phase. Right. That it was sort of, like, the natural... Yeah. That was yeah. Sort of cyber goth. I think cyber goth oh my God. the coolest shit. I felt like you had to be at least, like, 16 or 18 when that hit in order <laughs> yeah. to really do it. Because you had to have access to a parentless computer. Yeah. No, what I was doing was, like, I was, I was reading a lot of, of stuff as well. Um, I remember, like, the only time I ever had a book confiscated was uh, The Exorcist. When I was um, 
in like elementary school I was reading it, but there's a whole section in the book, not in the movie, about sort of caprophilic cults of German uh, people who like uh, have anal sex with the statue of Jesus. Oh my god, (laughs) that's intense. Yeah, I can see why that didn't make the cut for the film. And it's funny because my mom did the exact same thing when she was a kid. She had a copy of that book confiscated. So I just kind of snuck stuff. And you have grown up under, like, my parents were super lax. They were nominally Catholic, and we just didn't care. Uh, but, like, it's it always comes back to that. Parents nervous about something happening and therefore making it yes. so enticing. Yeah. Yes. Or, or I've seen kids go the other way where they've been denied exposure to something relatively mild that they could have coped with. Um, and so that when they finally do get to experience it on their own, it, they, it becomes weird. They become mm-hmm. obsessed because it was denied. Yeah, they fixate yeah. on it. And it almost always blows up in the parents' fucking face. I mean, I think that's honestly, like, I feel like if I had not been denied, like, comic books and, like, my mom wouldn't let me watch the Batman animated Yeah, series. you would have just been like, oh, okay, and then you'd be over it. Right. Instead, now I'm like, we're oh, trapped. Like, I'm spending, <laughs> like, there was a time where I was spending, like, $80 a week on comic books as yeah. a 25-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I just bought a hundred more than $100 corn t-shirt on Etsy. Why? Because my mom would not let me buy a corn t-shirt from Hot Topic when I was 14. But look happened. at me now. <laughs> like, right, I have a sound drop. We gotta drop some corn in at this moment. Okay, alright. We'll, we'll throw some corn in. I don't, what's, the, what's, like, the big corn song? Freak on a leash, Freak on a leash, okay, yeah. Okay, Ooh, sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. Is that a whole, like, boom chaka boom chaka feel Okay. Uh, that, and then the H.R. Giger microphone that you're yeah. into? I feel like the hardest I ever got was, like, Limp Bizkit. I have a very good corn anecdote that I'll share later. Well, they did a duet, it'll just, remember? It'll just, like... Corn? Throw things off the rails. Right, Durst and, and Corn. Yeah. Really? Yeah, duet. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick, uh, we're going to take a quick drink and, and potty break. Um, <laughs> give you enough time to go write your lover's name in your period blood somewhere. Or collect your brains off the floor after that fucking sweet <laughs> run of content. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we'll be right back. Enjoy the corn. girls in the 90s that was exciting um but right now we're gonna try to um dive into this movie called halloween town this um, is this is uh sort of like um aladdin 2 in that <laughs> what? well in, in that the say lady, more the, i will i will elaborate the the actual story is not um particularly complex it's more like thoughts on what occurs yeah no no totally oh yeah yeah, yeah. fair um like can we just start so can we just start going around how we watched halloween town because i feel like that <laughs> that in itself like becomes a story with some of these movies because they're not all readily available yeah. 
on the internet. Um, so personally, I watched it in a uh, cut off like box. Oh, I came across cut. that one, but I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, well, it was on YouTube, so yeah. I was like, this is free. Um, and normally I do pay for these movies that we watch, much to my father's chagrin, because I use all of his accounts. Um, <laughs> but this was a, a boxed, cut off, heavily pixelated. I feel um, like they were filming it off of a TV. Yes, and like sped a boot, up. Like at home. Yeah. But it was also sped up, so the movie only took me an hour and eight minutes to watch, which was really good for me, personally, because I had other things to do. Nice. <laughs> it was for the lady with a lot on her plate. It was yeah. like... Yeah. Make Lady on the Go. Yes. So, um, how did you guys watch Halloween Town? Um, so I watched Halloween Town with my good friend. Uh, she was crashing on my couch and I told her that I needed to watch Halloween Town and that I was nervous about what that would do to my computer. And because <laughs> a couple of days prior during the weekend, I was like, oh, you know what? I should watch Halloween Town. I've got a couple of hours to kill. And I had a billion tabs open as always. And then I opened a tab and I Googled halloween town and the first link that came up i clicked it and my computer like went bonkers <laughs> it, like everything froze like i had music playing in the background on spotify and it was like uh, and it was like this weird thing and then i like all these windows popped up and then there i was just like oh my god no and then like i had to do the malware clean through and there were definitely things that were quarantined yeah. and i was like why did i click the first link you know the first <laughs> link is always the trap Right. So right, right. I was nervous, but she like she really like came through and she's like, "You can do this, girl. We're gonna find this link and watch it." And then we did at some like watchcartoonsi.com website, which was sketchy if you clicked outside of where the viewer for the mood or for the show was. Yeah. Um, but it seemed okay except for like one word pop up that was like a weird smutty like poorly produced like Zelda game that they wanted us to play. <laughs> Um, so that was weird, but that only popped up twice and my computer's been running a little sketchy since then, but I also never turn it off. So I, I can't really blame Halloween Town. <laughs> Matt, how did you watch Halloween Town? I did the same thing with the like weird, uh, website. Uh, but then it, it just plain stopped like an hour in. So then I watched the last bit of it on YouTube. So I, I went to two different I mean, and I should say for those of you who want to watch it um, as an accompanying, as an accompanying, accompaniment. accompaniment to this episode, it is available for I think rent or purchase on YouTube. Like it's five dollars and ninety nine cents. It is okay. <laughs> I just guys, feel like you have to go get the DVD when fun. it comes to that, though. <laughs> Matt, do not want our. And there, there's, if it's it's six dollars. Yeah, it's fine. There are movies yes. of way higher quality for like it should everything should just be like a dollar ninety. maybe they know no one wants it and so they have to make it well i think it's because it's part of the disney catalog and so like all of the disney movies are stupidly expensive like yeah to watch return of jafar non-illegally last week i had to pay to rent it i think like four dollars like four dollars to rent that's a lot yeah return of jafar like robin williams was not involved in that picture no um but yeah, so I, if you guys do want to watch it, I think it's, you have to go to YouTube or Google Play. So, um, th- there's that. Um, Halloween Town is a movie that stars, um... <laughs> Debbie Reynolds. The late, great Debbie Reynolds. Rest in Power. Who? Uh, which one? Hmm? Oh, just Rest in Power. Oh, Debbie rest, Reynolds. Um, yes. Okay. Or not in power. Rest easy. She's Whatever like, she wants to do. She's one, it's funny, every time... 
an MGM star died. Like, I remember when Lena Horne died. I remember when Sid Charisse died. Uh, Lena, Lena Horne was uh, an African-American uh, contract star for MGM, and Sid Charisse was a dancer for MGM. She was in, like, Singing in the Rain and a few other movies. But I remember when they both died, I was like, fuck, like, we're getting, the list is getting lower and lower of people who are still alive. And Debbie Reynolds was one of the last MGM yeah. stars who had survived. I think one of the De Havilland sisters is still alive. Well, And she might be, like, the last one. She's probably, like, in some sort of, like, high security area. Yeah. They're, like, well, that's, saving her. <laughs> I would always tweet. I would be like, please, we're Debbie Reynolds, like, in a bubble. And I really was hoping, like, she would be the one who lived, like... It's strange that Halloween Town <laughs> was not mentioned in her passing. I mean, but that's... I, lo- I, was, I was too shocked. I should have I should have been the one. I, I didn't yeah. do it. I, chose, I fucked you, up. You yeah. chose this movie. I, right. I don't know, think people know, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, I, ch- I chose this movie because yes. it's Halloween Town. But I, I, and I think because she's in four of these movies, there are four Halloween yeah. Town movies, like, and these are the things that she did, the last thing. And the caliber of her acting yeah. is, like... She's pretty good. It's beautiful. Like, yeah. she, like, there, I mean, of course the storyline, which we'll get into, is not, yeah. it's not the most complex or, you know, beautiful thing, but her, her work in it, like, she's, like, she's not holding anything back no. in her role. Like, she is, like... She makes these movies really delightful to watch. She's perfectly frank. Yeah, I was saying she's like the perfect like evocation of like the witch grandmother who's like very pleasant would still bake you magic cookies or something. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two archetypes of witch grandmothers, and there's the Debbie Reynolds in this movie, and then there's Endora from Bewitched, and I love both of them. I fucking love Endora. They both have like the quirky thing and like the the sort of like I do stuff my own way. Mm -hmm. I'm like kind of like fine with just like. Being like a weirdo, yeah. a weirdo lady. Yeah, um, it's like it was sad to like see her in this, like arriving kind of in a Mary Poppins fashion. Yeah, with her bag. Yeah, with, and I think the bag like is interesting. She, so she <laughs> she has a bag of holding. Basically. Yes. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so she she arrives in the mortal, what they call the mortal realm, um, off a bus stop, and she's carrying a bag which clearly has a bunch of magical tricks within it. And it reminds me immediately of a Mary Poppins. And then also, like, the mother from My Stepmother is an Alien. Oh my god. Oh my yes. god. Hell yeah. Oh my god. The wi- it's, it's such a good movie. <laughs> such a good movie. A oh. classic. Mint. I mean, it's good. It's uh, the, the bag in that movie is, like, the magic bag with an eye that, like, pops up <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Absolutely so good. I yes. guess there's just something about, like, women who aren't your mother or your original mother having, like, bags that yeah. have things in them. No, I, I think there is. <laughs> like, like, there's something There about, has to be some sort of Freudian thing with that. Well, there's something about, like, the magical purse for a woman. Oh, yeah. That just has everything. It's kind of like when you're young and, like, you're on the playground and you get, you know, a scraped knee or something and your mom instantly has a band-aid. Yeah. I think there's just something magical about that purse slash diaper bag. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is carried over clearly into a lot of these magical The trip of the world. bag. Yeah. We got a, um, another article. We yeah, we, 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 we got all the piece. thing pieces. <laughs> Thank you, Halloween Town. Bag and sag and berry. What? <laughs> <laughs> Pulling shit out of his pants like Abraham Lincoln. Uh, what? <laughs> from all that, you remember this? I oh don't, my god. I don't remember that one. Anyway. Also, uh, just Mark Mothersbaugh is the composer for the music. Um, what does he, is that a name former, that I should know? Former Devo band member. Oh yeah! Really? Uh, I, the, my friend knew that. 
the person most famously, or, or the the movie most famously that I associate him with is Rushmore. He oh, did, did the, wow! He did the music Rushmore. for Rushmore. Yeah. Oh, the only Wes Anderson movie that I have ever enjoyed. Disney goes all out. How yeah. do they get these? It's probably the money. I think Mark Mother's Bow was all over the place in like nineties. Just doing yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Disney. Disney is interesting in terms of their like money and where they can allocate it for these made-for-TV movies. This movie is shit. When did this movie come out? Now? Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Thank you. So this movie comes after they have already bought ABC. So they're doing on ABC wonderful, wonderful world of Disney, which oh, we will yeah. eventually, we'll eventually get there. We haven't forgotten it. We don't remember <laughs> these mergers and shit. Well, no, it's oh my no, god, I like want an infographic. Yeah. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> like, no, okay. it's it's only because like for me, Cinderella, the, the Disney oh Cinderella, god, yes, is such yes. an important like touchstone. There's like moments where like I don't think I I'm like I can't even with anything in life, right. and I just Google Brandy Cinderella. Yes. Gift. Totally. Brandy's Cinderella gift. And I just like, and I come back yes. refreshed and ready for everything. I mean, that was so iconic. And so, like, they have, the, Disney has the ability to get these people. I mean, for Brandy, they clearly, I mean, for Cinderella, sorry. Wasn't Whitney Houston or Whitney Houston. Her they, fairy yeah, godmother. Whoopi, again. They had Victor Garber. And I mean, for all the other wonderful, wonderful world of Disney's, like, for when they did The Music Man, they had um, Matthew Broderick. And I think Kristen Chenoweth, like they had people. Yeah. So, and they were spending money on these movies, um, which is just interesting because we, I don't think made for TV movies. What was the budget for Halloween Town? Do we know? I don't know what the budget, that can probably be. Just because I feel like there was something, I mean, I don't know like if it's too soon to dive into it, but just like, even with like, not so much in the mortal world, the, the normal, you know, the human non-magical world, but when you get to Halloween Town. Yeah. There was some, like, pretty, like, intricate stuff that was going on with the mm-hmm. set design. And the thing that I'm most interested in is, like, the research portion of it that probably had to happen with, like, how, like, for instance, um, Benny, the skeleton cab driver. In his yeah. cab, he has uh, lotteria cards. Um, in the, like, little... Oh, interesting. I didn't know Yeah, that. like, on the ceiling kind of stuff behind... What do you call that? The sun visor, yeah, I guess? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, like, something where I'm, like, somebody had to, like... That's, like, maybe tarot cards. Yeah. Because that's more, like, mainstream. But lottery cards are very specific to, like, Latino communities mm-hmm. and divination in that sense. So that's, like, somebody had... Somebody with, like, maybe, like, a PhD, from, like, like, TA. Harlem. Yeah, some, yeah somebody, somebody from East Harlem had to be involved. Yeah. And I just feel like stuff like that, and then, I'll, like, I don't know, there's just, like, a lot of stuff in there that I feel like it was pretty well, well designed. And also, Calabar was super creepy, like, when he was in his dark version. Okay. So, like, just, like, it seemed pretty well produced. No. And it wasn't, it's cheesy because it's dated, but it looks okay. Right. No, I think, I think Disney did that. Like, when they were making the movies, like we mentioned before, in the first half, like, Motocross and Xenon, I really feel like they were spending money and putting effort into them in yeah. a way that maybe is not happening yeah, now. No. Though, I will, I don't know, remember, we've talked about this before, like, the new shows, um, or at least one of the new shows, Girl Meets World, sort of delved back into that world where you feel like they're putting effort into this, mm-hmm. they're spending money on it, they're really trying to hit on, like, issues Yeah, in a way that I haven't seen necessarily from Disney stuff between, in like this weird yeah. interim period. For a while it just became like, 
kind of slapstick, like, yes. sitcom. Like, a sitcom, but for teens. Yeah. Where there's, like, the parent always comes in and just shrugs, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, and then, right. like, someone's, like, rushing around trying to, like, deliver all the newspapers and find a dress for C.D. Hawkins' dance. And then, like, that's it. Yeah. Everything's in colors that just kind of make your teeth ache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I worry that maybe, like, because Girl Meets World was canceled, and I'm worried that, like, maybe just teens these days, or preteens, I yeah. guess I should say, aren't responding well. now in well the world of that? things like Gossip Girl and, like, that's too dated. What's that other <laughs> that one? Means, What's yeah, that yeah. one? Do you mean Riverdale? No, no well, Riverdale. that's brand new, but I mean the other show where it's, like, uh, the, they're, like, li- dirty little liars or pretty, something. Pretty, pretty. Oh! Little. <laughs> I went to Christian school, obviously. Dirty fucking little liars. <laughs> dirty fucking liars. <laughs> <laughs> Evil little bitches. Right. That show. Right. <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like that's more... You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. that. I feel like Gossip Girl sort of tilted it to the, like, there's not so much issues anymore in the shows. It's more like just, like, basically, like, sex in the city for teens. Yeah. Though on the same channel as Pretty Little Liars is The Fosters, which is, like, heavy hitting. Sorry, Matt is like, what are you As a stickler women for wanting talking to about? stay on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get back to Halloween. But, but I'll, I'll bring it back. So, yeah. like, so here we go. I'm gonna, like, loop it in. Okay. Halloween Town does hit on some really intense I- issues yeah. of, like, identity politics and respectability. Um, not from the sense of, like, diversity in that sense, but I guess in the sense that she is marginalized because she... Or the mother is so concerned... Yes. Um, ...about her children being marginalized or being seen as weird or having... Ha- being at risk for certain things to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are aware of their lineage or their identity or their past of being witches, that she hides it from them. And it's that first scene in the movie where, like, Sophie's being, like, a little kid and being so cute. And she's like, I want a cookie! And the mom's <laughs> like, no, like, dinner. Like, no, we don't eat cookies before dinner because you want to eat your dinner. And that whole thing. And then, like, the little girl's like, I want it. And she, like, stomps off. And she has her back turned. And you see the camera pans to the mom. And you see the cookie rising from the plate because she's, like, whispering, basically chanting, saying, like, I want that cookie. Right. Yeah. And the cookie begins to lift and it goes so fast and so quick to her, the mom snatches it, shoves it in her mouth, and the mom and then Sophie turns around, she's like, Are you eating a cookie? And she's like, No. <laughs> and it's like so obvious. But it's like, I feel like those are those things that parents do when they're like trying to safeguard their kid from the world because they know what it was like for them being different or being marked as other. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. even if it is something that's powerful and yeah. it's a historical thing for the family. Matt, I, have, what do you- I have a lot of questions. Okay. I mean, I know why we're not supposed to think witches are normal from a human standpoint, but I don't know why the mom is so I will, obsessed with not being a witch. Like That what, wasn't explained. It's because it was an inter... An inter... It was, a, it, was an in, it was an intermarriage. So, yeah. like, the husband was human. Mm. And so when she, they, she came to the human world, she decided... And I think, it, to me, as a black woman, I kind of read that. I mean, I'm like, think peace mode forever just because like i don't know this is what i'm trying to do at this point but i kind of saw it as like sort of like how back in the day and even now sometimes people pass and they might marry into a family that doesn't know that there's something else because they look like something else and so she married a human man and we don't really know if the human man knew that she was a witch because they met on halloween because she came to the mortal realm on the bus and stayed for Halloween, and that's how they met at a Halloween party. A right. steamy Halloween party. Yeah, and he didn't yeah. know. So, like, if she was wearing her normal Halloween town digs, he'd be like, oh, he's that fly chick in a great witch costume. Yeah. Whereas those are just her, like, normal clothes. And, like, so they got married, and I don't think it's ever talked about, at least in Halloween town, 
um, the first movie of the franchise, <laughs> this le- legendary franchise. Um, they don't. Right. She doesn't really talk about their relationship a lot, but I feel like I don't know if he ever knew, and I don't know how far into their marriage. Obviously, they had Marnie, and then they had they Dylan, three and then kids. they had Sophie. So I can't imagine. But if she chose not to, and we see this struggle yeah. with Bewitched. With her and her husband, like, her deciding, like, whether, like, Samantha, like, deciding whether or not she wants him to know. And I think he finds out eventually, well, right? Well, so here's the or thing about... He here's the thing about... But that's me. a trope with the witch, with, like, when you fall in love with someone, do you let them know who you really are? And it's like, how can yes. you marry someone and not let them know you're a fucking witch? You know what's an interesting... Sorry, do you know what's an no. interesting debate that I just saw was, like, uh, a recent article about whether or not trans women or like should disclose should I, disclose yeah. their identity yeah like that same debate was basically that really changes I that mean, perspective then for me with the witch because like should they disclose it I, that's I don't it. mean to compare no that's it well I wish well no I mean all... just the idea of like if there's parts of yourself or your past or your history yeah yeah should you disclose that to your partner and then should you also disclose it to your children right Okay, wait, let me button it's this hard. up let sure, me yes. let me yeah, say it's like here a, it's the no, building let me say well I wish. And think that all trans women deserve to be, like, massively powerful, which is, we do know that those things, like, don't equate. Yeah, no, yes. that's what I was trying to get the caveat for. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. I don't think you're, like, a you made-for-TV Disney No, you, you, just, you just mean, like, the idea of, like, or even, again, like I was saying, like, back in the day, especially when there was segregation and interracial right. marriage wasn't okay when people would pass... And then, like, someone would find out. And then that fear of, like, the child being born and, like, clearly, like, you know, either they'll be like, did you... Did you sleep with our gardener? Yeah. Because his child <laughs> is very, very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Levitate cookies. And, uh, yeah. Or, but, but then it's interesting that in Halloween Town, her children do not know about their powers. And right. I feel like that's why she's so, like, we have that scene where Marnie's, like, really mad. And she's like, Mom, like, it's just Halloween. And her friends are like, she's really weird. She just pictures of, like, goblins and stuff in her notebook. But it's also, it also gives the nature nurture thing a little nod because, like, uh, Marnie is is intuitively like instinctively drawn to drawn that, stuff. To that yes. cult. Yes, and then like her little sister is already like she's got it. She's dead. She's got it. Her down. little sister is like gonna be the powerful, yeah. chosen yeah. witch. At some she'll point, she'll have all the yeah. cookies. I'm yeah. sure if, if we get to movie four, which we won't, by the way, because <laughs> I do not want. It. No, no, we won't because movie two comes out about a month after September 11th. Um, right. so it it moves out of our range. Okay, um, good of 90s movies. But so the yeah so we have so we're do you want to do you want to go through well no just uh, the mom Gwen is just sort of like basically the movie starts on Halloween Marnie it's also Marnie uh, it's her thirteenth birthday thir- or it's not her birthday but she's thirteen and it's Halloween of her thirteenth year which is the last year that a witch can become a witch. Manifest her powers, yeah. Manifest her powers and, like, solidify her identity as a witch. And this is also the one time a year when the grandmother, Aggie, played by Debbie Reynolds, can come down on a Halloween bus uh, (laughs) and hang out (laughs) That is That is rooted, though, in, like, actual lore and mythology around Halloween that like on Halloween also witching it's, hour. it's it's well it's not just the witching hour but there's also like within the pagan roots of of like what do they call it like so, I don't so, even know Sonnen so, so, yeah. or whatever I don't know how to say it because it's like creepy um no no shade I, I grew up in a Christian school I don't know um <laughs> but like it's the thinning of the veil like the the dead right. and the living can like easily like it's just sure. and there's just something polarity and then also even just like if you think about it from a farmer's al- almanac point it's like that equidistance between like 
all of the seasons. Like, it's right, that yeah, yeah, season yeah. where everything's, like, a lo- also, like, harvesting, but also dying. So yes. it's just, like, that duality. And because of that, we have a Halloween bus that can have a <laughs> have a trip to the Mortal Realm to well, visit your... Thin enough to yeah. That's yeah. when they... It's like, well, you know, I'm going to have to do all my meetings on Halloween. I can't help you. <laughs> Skype me. Yeah. But she just kind of, like, shows up to the Mortal Mom's house, just being like, yo, I'm here. Um, apparently she comes once a year on Halloween, like right. clockwork. So basically what happens is the kids are very upset that they can't see the grandma uh, more than this one time a year, and so they decide to follow her back onto this crazy-ass bus. Well, like, isn't it Marnie who's, like, she knows that, like, she can't, she just wants, she hear, she overhears her mother kind of having that, I feel like, I don't know, I'm not a mom, but I just imagine that moms have this conversation with their mothers, like, the grandmother being like, well, you need to, like, really, like, tell her, like, who she really is and who her family is and blah, blah, blah. And, like, the thing where, like, the grandmother's kind of, like, trying to tell the mother how to mother, but the mother's, like, not hearing, even if the grandmother's telling the truth, because she's like, these are my kids, I want to do my own thing. But she overhears them talking, and she finds out that, like, if she doesn't, if she doesn't, like get this shit together and figure out how to be a witch, she will never be a witch. Yeah, it's her. And so she sneaks off, and then, like, of course her brother, like, follows her, and then, like, little Sophie's like, hey. I'm here. (laughs) And then they all, like, end up getting on the bus. And their characters, so their characters are, uh, Marnie, who's, Marnie? Marnie, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was thinking of girls. (laughs) (laughs) Different Marnie. Right. Maybe not. (laughs) Oh my god, cool. The universes. Um, uh, she's like the, you know, she's sort of like the very independent, like, spunky, like, 13-year-old girl who wants to be a witch. Then there's the little sister. Sophie. Who's, like, innocence embodied, and therefore is, like, in actually more mastery of her magical abilities. Right. And then there's the brother. Ferguson. Who is Ferguson, from Clarissa Explains It All. He's basically Ferguson, who's, like, the science-minded skeptic. He's like, Arbor Day is the best holiday. He's he's just a big nerd, and, like, he's... Probably sleeps in a cubicle, like, he's just, like... Yeah. He's definitely, like, a 40-year-old guy. Yeah. He's, like, the Scully to Marnie's Mulder, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> who, like, you know, the, the the way you know that, like, a sort of threshold has been crossed is he starts to accept yeah. the existence of magic and demons. Yeah. Yeah. And monsters. I mean, once they get to Halloween Town, they can't really... Escape it. Really no, no, no. escape it. Though he does say at one point, he's like, they have this shit at Disney World. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's a Buzz Killian, basically. That's right. hilarious. <laughs> Um, so, basically, they get to Halloween Town, um, they immediately meet this mayor, who is the, who is, spoilers, the evil bad guy who, um, is trying to take the good people out of Halloween Town. I feel like Sophie knows, too, because he offers, every time they run into him, he offers her candy and she never takes it. Well, so, here's the thing. I thought it's because... He's pulling it out of various body parts. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know about that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, he pulls, the first time, like, he pulls it out of his ear, and it's like... But, I'm like, not, literally out of his yeah, ear. Yeah, but, like, I'm also, I'm not taking your earwax candy either. Like, <laughs> it's just funny because he, like, holds it out to her, he's like, you sure? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so full. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. I'm not taking your fuck, literally your earwax candy. <laughs> um. Wait, okay, I have a question about the lore again, because okay. this is my favorite aspect. Yeah. So... Monster, like monsters and humans used to live in a single plane mm-hmm. of existence. I oh, think I it was. That. I think what it was is like, and this happens a lot. I think this happens even like. I mean, I don't know. I'm not deeply because of my religious background. I wasn't easily 
in access to Harry Potter because so many people were like against it. But I feel like from what I know from that and then other shows or movies, narratives about like the magic world and then the non-magic world is that like when we think of the Dark Ages yeah. where things were a hot mess, that was because that was when they were warring and like sort of like decided. That's not stated mm-hmm. um, in Halloween Town, but I feel like whenever they're like, it was a dark time. Like it's like, that's how we explain like how things were so weird. And then all of a sudden things were rebuilt and then got normal because they separated and they split off right. and like made their own civilizations. But here's the weirdness is that, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I don't know why they started fighting, but it was the um, antagonism of humans that precipitated monsters slowly retaliating in kind which is kind of like uh an interesting point to make about how like you just sort of slowly forget why you're fighting each other Mm -hmm. i feel like you're describing the plot of what would have been a better universal monsters universe (laughs) i was thinking the exact same thing it's like the mummy like was fine but like so people like fuck with you and then you're like i'm not fine (laughs) right so i I don't remember exactly how they described why humans and monsters started fighting but like they started to fear each other and then it just became this like bitter instinctive conflict yeah it's like israel palestine oh my god this movie is (laughs) so full let's not jump into this movie is like so full of like little glimmers of like our real world so our podcast is not popular enough to jump that right. I won't. I'm just throwing it out there. Throw okay. it back, chew on it. Well, it just made me really think about like, the for me at least, like, well, like, oh, more, my thing is more so just it makes me think of like, kind of like during like the segregation era and like when things were like clearly a hot mess and then when things were being integrated, there were even people with like Zora Neale Hurston. She was yes. anti segregation or she was anti-integration she thought that people should stay separate right yeah. because she was like it's just it's been too much like we'll be better separate like just keep us separate we'll thrive on our own like whatever and like i feel like that's kind of like it's interesting to see like the fears and then the traumas I mean, and the violence that happens and then people being like you know what let's just like not even i mean that it. is the harry potter wizard yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, that that's I mean that's even in Sabrina, that's what it is too. Yeah. Because again, back in the day when they did that and then like it's kind of like whenever the aunts would refer to their adolescents, I guess because they've been alive for god knows how long. But they would be like, Oh yeah, Pompeii, like that was like because something went down with a witch and a mortal. Like and that's why with Sabrina, who's also the daughter of a yes. of a witch and a mortal, and there's all these rules and mysteries and things that she doesn't know about her identity and isn't there a rule where she can't see her mother yeah or she'll turn into like yeah because we see her dad what did she turn into a rock or something i don't remember what it was (laughs) she turns into some a bolt like i don't know she turns into some ridiculous inanimate object and she has to like carry her around but she's not supposed to see her mother right but she can see her dad because he's also a witch so there's like all these rules and i feel like that also cuts off the i feel like people who are two things never get to have both parents it's, yeah. Wait, can I ask a dumb question? Did you ever go into your linen closet and try to go into a Oh, yes. Dimension? Yes. Okay. No, the, and the pantry. I, like, tried them all. Great. Okay. Just wanted to know. Did you? Uh, Matt? <laughs> I, like, pretended that that was happening. I, I, I pretend, I used to stand on my mom's vacuum and, like, pretend, like, and yes. I was, like, too old <laughs> for that. And she got mad because I, like, messed with the little pedal that, like, makes it lean back. And she's like, you have so yeah, I bummed my dad out by playing with toys for way longer than I should have. Yeah, I was well, no, I just, like, specifically, like, that linen closet. Like, but again, that kind of...
kind of goes back to what you guys were saying, we were talking about with the bag, right. that, like, all of these things that are part of a woman's world become, like, magical portals or methods of, like, enacting some sort of, like, So change. true. Like, so all of it true. is just, all of it is just, like, normal. Like, maybe we're all just witches. <laughs> I wish. Can we get that? Can we get that going? <laughs> but, I, yeah. I saw this movie as sort of more of a combination of, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas. I've never seen Halloween that Halloween Town. Oh, man. Mixed with the fact that Harry Potter came out, like, the year before this movie came out. It actually out. Yeah. came out, didn't sure. it come out the same year? The well, book. it was a year prior. Um, I think it might have been this, this is something that my friend and I were, like, trying to figure out. I feel like it was either, I think it was, like, the book was already out, or the book was already, are you talking about the book or the movie? The book. The book, I think, came out the same year as this movie, but the book was obviously already in works. Right. Am I, so, so, I, okay, here's what happened with me. I no with you. Well, no, because so the book came out June 26, nineteen ninety seven. I think that might have been the British edition, though, because I had so it. Disney probably stole the book. They're at the Hamburg book Listen, conference. I'm not accusing of anything <laughs> like that, but I remember because I had a friend Daniel who would go to he'd go to England like every single year because we have family there, and he bought me back the first Sorcerer's Stone book. Right. Um, in exchange for like three Animorphs books. Oh my god, Animorphs! Oh my god, that show. I mean, amazing. So good. Always. Um, but so we would trade books, and so he gave me that. I had Harry Potter before like anyone in my year had it. That's dope. Listen, all that's all I'm saying. But it wasn't popular in America until I feel like 2000, 2001. Yeah. But I mean, the thing though is like, as we know, books take a long time. Yeah. They come out. It came out. But, like, films also take a certain amount of time to develop. So, like, I want to know. I want to know when they started production on Halloween Town and how that overlaps with the gap yeah. of the British publication of Harry Potter. Well, so. This but there would have obviously been media about the book happening and coming out. Possibly. Right? I mean, this book, this movie came out in 98. And the book came out in 97. So, like, the production was probably happening. Overlap, maybe? Between there was a the little final... bit of production. Of, of overlap. But I think this trope of, like, the young child finds out something magical about their past slash future is not necessarily, like, unique. No. No. Um, it has been happening in pop culture for a really long time. Like, we can just obviously go back to Bewitched, like, with Tabitha. No, yeah. seriously. No, but, like, with Tabitha, like, Sam and Baron had two kids. They had Tabitha, and I can't remember the son's name. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not important. Um. But, yeah, so you have these... And they kind of did monitor her. Like, they would always be like, oh, yes. like... I mean, it, and I feel like at that point, like, he clearly was, like, very supportive of, like, the fact that his wife was right. a dope pot witch and her mom was weird. But, you know, she's the grandma, so she would come over and yeah. all things would go into cahoots and happen. But I think the thing that was the weirdest for them... I think there was an episode where they had, like, more... Like, either a mortal couple who were, like, friends with him from work and, like, she's friendly with the wife. They come over for drinks and it's, like... Tabitha was, like, asleep in her in her crib, but she was, like, a toddler, I guess, so a terrible twos, yes. she was just doing shit, like, doing witch shit, <laughs> like, witch toddler, and, like, they, like, had to, like, they kept having so, to, like, do things to, like, distract them. I think, happening. and this, like, quickly, I think the episode <laughs> that you're talking, Matt is, like, so, like, incensed right now. Quickly. Okay, the episode that I think you're talking about is the one where... Darren is working with a black couple at his advertising agency. It's my favorite episode. And 
they the black couple has a toddler around the same age around the same age as Tabitha, and she and Tabitha are really good friends. And Tabitha Tabitha makes the black girl and her have spots of like different. So like, oh, so they match. Yeah, so <laughs> they so match because she's like, oh, I want to be, I want us to be the same. Oh my god! And that episode was written by school children. Oh my god! In Los beautiful. Angeles. Okay, that we need like sign note. We need like some Aww. sort of like listicle of yeah. like very like radical progressive things and like yeah, maybe just shows about witches, right? I think social justice, social justice <laughs> by witches. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. So I think like where how did we get? I mean, there? but I okay, wait, but we do there. have aspects of social justice and like an idea of the fact that like even if you're not viewed as whatever is normative within your society there's nothing wrong with that right we get like marnie saying like no one appreciates the fact that i'm into really weird stuff right and then like the uh debbie reynolds character like aggie says what is it um she's like being normal is overrated Overrated. or something like that so there's just like and even in halloween town we're like you know, if you're mortal, like, clearly everyone in Halloween Town is not normal, but they are normal. No. But even there, there's different rules for, like, what's normal, what's not, because then we have the character Luke. Yes. And he, like, makes a bargain to he's like the, seem he, more normal. He's like the um, Twilight Zone episode where everyone's ugly looking and that beautiful woman is hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's not hot. That's the wrong way to put this child's, like, sort of he's appearance. 14, Matt. He's, he's 14. a 14 goblin. I already said he's a goblin, and he's just, he was turned, he, a shadow demon made him look like a normal person. Right. And that's the thing. He it really, made him look human. He was only normal. He was not hot. Or he humanoid, was, but it was right. weird, because it's funny, because, like, Marnie, like, is embracing this, like, witch part of herself that she just found out is a part of her, but, like, she wants to be not humanoid, and he wants to look more... Human. Human. Yeah. Because he wants to hit on Marnie. Also, we find out pretty quickly that um, the mayor, Calabar, <laughs> was spurned, was spurned yeah. by Gwen, the, Marnie's, Marnie's mom, mom. Uh, and, and, and is like, that's a huge motivating factor in him suddenly becoming basically the person who's like, kill all normies. Yeah. Like, he, but like, can we talk about, because it happened, I mean, of course we'll have to go back and talk about like when they go to the grandmother's house and everything, but when the mom does come to Halloween Town and she's like, we need to go home, we need to figure out the trouble with the bus, which is like, that's just like, whatever realm you're in. The bus <laughs> that's just, that's just public transport. Yeah. Yeah. Over. And, they, and it was funny because there were the two conjoined dudes and they were just like fighting. And he's like, you drank from my coffee. And they were just like, she's like, when is the next bus? And they're like, we don't know. And then they just like go keep going and they won't help her. So she goes to the mayor's office. Bureaucracy right. is everywhere. She doesn't everywhere. seem to know that her ex-bay is the now mayor. And he is like so creepy laying it on so thick in front of her children. Yeah. Pulls out a dead rose, makes it blossom. is like, oh, you remember when you used to like, remember all that and like <laughs> her kids are like what's going on and it's funny because they have that the camera like pans to marnie and dylan and they're just like i think they used to date yeah <laughs> and it's just like it's it's so weird that like he's just trying to charm her so hard yeah, just, she just wants to get a bus and go home like right yeah. but i think you like pointed out earlier like it's really gross because what we're seeing again is like this man who has been scorned by a woman is like then taking his frustrations and his innate violence out on this entire community. Of All people. Halloween Town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's using- but it's also because, and this kind of ties into about like the idea of like 
some, like, and this can happen in any way, like, some, if it's, like, a body that's deemed as deviant or not normative or not fitting with what you are right. or what, who you come from or your community and you decide to, like, be with this person as a partner, then the other people are like, but, like, I can't believe that you decided to get with a human over me <laughs> and I'm a witch. Yeah. Well, he's a warlock. Or a warlock. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, I mean, I've, I've, I've actually, lo- I love this phenomenon of, like, people who have a super banal inciting incident that makes them create a crazy, holistic, like, demented worldview. I mean, Hitler. Exactly. Right. That's what Didn't I mean. get to go to art school. Yeah. I mean, there was other stuff going on, but right. I think it was really just art school. <laughs> He's like, what else am I good at? Being right. evil as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you were saying, like, also, yeah, like, the, the relevant the relevant times that we live in of uh, somebody kind of like you know like seeming seemingly good on the outside like uh, just sort of like entertaining like yeah. figure right uh fueled by rage <laughs> <laughs> actually fueled by an and also it's hole. kind of a, a a xenophobic rage too right because he doesn't want he doesn't want he, he wants to like get as many halloween town halloweenites i don't know <laughs> fellow citizens of Halloween Town to, like, get together and be turned so that they could be, like, an army to be mobilized to go to the mortal realm and take it back and, like, wreak havoc. Yeah, he wants to, like, reconvene the spheres uh, and have everyone be a monster and kill all the people, kill all the humans. Yeah, exactly. So he's, like, Bender. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. But without the the joke and the the warm-hearted friendship. Exactly. Right. Um, so when they go, well, they, like, run into him, right? And then he, like, gets, he's like, oh, like, why are you guys here? And they're like, oh, we're just, we come here all the time. We're just looking for our grandma's house. Like, you know where she lives? Which is, like, clearly they don't know where over she the, lives. Over the river and through the woods. Yeah, and so he is like, all right, well, and clearly he's, like, his evil parts are probably, like, what's going on? I'm putting this together, whatever, whatever. And then, so, then they get, like, the Benny cab car driver guy. Right. Skeleton guy drives from the grandma's house. Right. Yeah. Also, quick bit of information about Benny, voiced by Rena Romano, who Ooh. was the voice of Tuxedo Mask in the Sailor Moon cartoons. Which is very exciting. And like just to add on, so I think her name is Kimberly, who plays Barney. Yeah. Um, she Emily I, J. Brown. Yeah, she is the voice of Vampire Princess Miu in Vampire Princess Miu. <laughs> Fancy oh, that. Yeah, I mean, I love Vampire Princess Mew in middle school, so that's very important to me. And also, you were asking this movie cost $4 million. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! There's so much makeup in this movie. I cannot wait to tweet that fact away. So when you saw the dad with the pumpkin head and the kid with the pumpkin head, it looks like it was made out of just cloth and shit. <laughs> That was all part of a four million dollar budget. Oh I mean, my god! I, I get it because it was nineteen ninety eight, yeah. and like they didn't have computer. Like I mean, they had the computer, but like that would have been even. I more I feel like expensive. it made Halloween Town feel more Halloweeny though, because I feel like right. Halloween has a very like not so much DIY aesthetic, but just like kind of like campy like it's kids small, could have done this <laughs> kind it's of a vibe. Small town yeah. Also, yeah, it seems like a, not rural, but, like, kind of off the beaten path. Like, it's not, like, Halloween city. No, 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 it's, it's Halloween town. It's, like, when we used to, in my hometown, like, I'm from this, like, weird small town in New New Jersey. Um, I'll just say it. It's Maplewood, whatever. It's where all the fucking Brooklyn hipsters are moving. Stop moving now. I'm driving up the whole prices. 
Um, but like we set a, a, a Halloween parade every year, and it was like very DIY, very like you were kind of like disrespected if your mom had bought your costume. Yeah, you and it, it makes me. I think a lot of like the pumpkin head father or parent and child. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to like push a narrative on them. Um, but like they, they're a lot of the costumes for the mo- more like less humanoid adjacent um, creatures. Uh, reminded me a lot of like if you look at like old Victorian Halloween yes. costumes, which are like yes. terrifying. But they reminded me of those costumes. Yeah, they almost looked very similar. No, to it's that. true. It's like check out check out the Halloween scene from like Meet Me in St. Louis, and you will get the vibe of this movie. Yeah, but I think that that's and then we see like Marnie and Dill. Well, Marnie's like I'm at home. Finally, at last. She goes broom shopping, which is very Harry Potter. Like, she... Yes. And also very Sabrina the Teenage Witch, because Sabrina, when she gets her... She thinks she's gonna get a broom, and they're like, oh no, we use vacuums. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's also kind of a thing that parallels, like, mm. that coming of age for guys and girls, where it's like, oh, you're, like, a teen now. You can have, like, mobility, literally. Like, yes. you can, like, yeah. get around somewhere. Freedom. Yeah. It is a little colloquial, the Halloween. Yeah. It's a whole parallel dimension or universe, but it does look like a witchy town from Connecticut. Well, it looks like Stars Hollow. Yes. 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 Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls, in case you are. Except imagine if Stars Hollow just had a big pumpkin in the middle of it. (laughs) There is something, but like, we can talk about the pumpkin thing later, because that pumpkin is like literally the central, like. Right. Thing that, like... The jack-o'-lantern being somehow the spirit animal of all Halloween-dom or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But, um, I think when they get to the house, I feel like, again, I was, like, sort of, like, stoked on specifically the microwave. Um, because she... And then, like, also her just, like, the way that she's doing her spell, like, she, like, pulls out, like, the spell, like, the witch equivalent of, like, pre-made pancake mix. Yeah. Well, and right. she's, like, adding in some of the, like, a- ingredients, but, like, she, she just, like, opens up, like, a little, like, packet that looks like instant, like, oatmeal and, like, puts it in. Yeah. But I think, so I think, because we were discussing when we, we took our break earlier, like, about how we would get our spells, and, like, for me personally, like, I would get all, like, my high school Wiccan incantations, and I'm putting that in quotes, like, off of .angelmire.com sites. <laughs> And so, like, I feel like the simplicity of that, like, makes sense to me because I would always have these spells that would be, like, a single leaf of, like, basil, which was super easy. That's not a complicated thing to no. find. Yeah. And so it would be, like, these really simple things that you would put in, like, bury this leaf of basil with this, like, romance novel and then write down your intentions on this piece of paper. And yeah. It was, like, it's there were, like, things that you could, like, easily get or substitute with. Yes. And I feel like it was funny when they tried, because the thing is, is, like, and this is, like, why the kids hear the mom and the grandmother, like, arguing back in the beginning, or at least Marnie overhears it, is because, like, Aggie senses that there's something wrong happening in her town. And she's like, there are people going missing. There is, his sounds like our news. There is, like, things going wrong. People are getting hurt. <laughs> there's just, like, a dark energy in Halloween Town. I don't know what's going on, and, like, I haven't talked to anyone about it, but, like, a lot of people are missing. And she's like, I need you to come back. She wants the mother, she wants Gwen to come back because you need more power, more than one witch, in order to, like, 
do this spell, and I think she has, like, a chalice. What is it? Is it, like, Merlin's chalice or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's something And, like, like that. to, like, activate that to get rid of the dark energy right. and make it safe again. It's like a father-son Kamehameha. Yeah, or it's, like, <laughs> but then, like, with witches, like, we all know, like, with witches, it's, like, you need community, and, like, you need more than one, and, like, having that power together, like, especially if it's a familial power, mm-hmm. um, it's more intense than if it was just, like, you and your witch friends who aren't related. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, a whole bunch that's, like, touching on all of these, like, lore the, and tropes of, like, witchhood, but also, like, community. Three. Yeah, the power of three. The power of three um, will, set you thri- will set you free. Right. It's and also like, a great comedy. And three <laughs> is also a very powerful number when it comes to divination, and also, again, with witches, because you have the three sides of the witch, which is, like, the mother the maiden, the mother, the crone, um, which also is the trajectory of, like, a woman's life. Right. Or a passage right, through life. Yeah. And then the three-faced goddess, which is Hecate, and she faces three different ways, representing each, the, the maiden, the mother, and the crone. So there's, like, all these things about three, and three is a very powerful number, but community in itself, a coven, um, you need that. Yeah. And, like, what grandmother wouldn't say, like, hey, why don't you get the kids? Like, you come <laughs> yeah, down, yeah, we'll, yeah. like, cook it up. But when she gets to the house and the kids are there and she's they're helping her make this stuff and she gets really excited and it does when they pour the spell into the chalice or whatever they're gonna or not chalice the scepter mm-hmm. um she like turns in and it starts blinking and it starts to work but then it conks out and she says i shouldn't have used store brought yeah <laughs> yeah so like i feel like because and then it like goes back to the thing you're saying like sometimes like technology is cool but like if she would have done it the real way they're the old school way from artisanal, scratch. Artisanal. Yeah. Yeah. Artisanal like, yeah. If she would have, like, not done the Blue Apron version, she would have, like, <laughs> that. No shade, Blue Apron. Um, they are, they are not. No, no, no. never mind, no, don't. We don't. Nah, we don't. We don't. We don't. Well, I just. Like, not yet. We, but I mean, like, in the future, like, they'll be like, but on that one episode about Halloween Town, though, Bear. broke my heart, because, like, I love the movie, but you, like, made fun of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't use Pillsbury Eye of Newt or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's the easy way to do it. So to get the Eye of Newt, you have to, like, pop open the I think she... Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like but I think all the other like ingredients yeah. were, like, legit. It was just, like, the base of it. Right. And then she had to pop it in the microwave with her cauldron, where I was like, what microwave can you put a cauldron well, in? But it's a magical world, well, so I don't know why I was But her exactly. microwave, I love that her microwave said double, double, toil, and trouble. Yeah. Those were all buttons that you could press. And then she also had, like, a one that said, like, like hex level or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and it was just, like, it, it was amazing. Like, I feel like that's so good. And then, like, what you were saying when they went to get their brooms, yeah. I loved how, like, the guy at the broom, sh- broom shop was, like, a, like a sleazy Elvis esque like, car salesman type. And he was like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. which like hubba hubba broom do you want? Like, with, like, a remaindered mask from, a, a like, Skeletor from Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yes, yes. For sure. He yeah, looked the yeah. same. So I want to, um, I want to, like, I don't know, not motor to the end, because we have been talking, I mean, this is a good conversation. I'm really enjoying this. Sure, yeah. Um, That's where all the action is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, so, at the, can we just, like, pop to the end? Well, there's one thing with the broom thing, though, that I think is important, is, okay. like, when... So they do a test drive because she wants to get a broom and grandma, because grandmas are dope, she's like, yes. <laughs> and then, so they're in the sky testing out this broom. Or I think, do they take it home? Or, I don't know. They're, they're just flying around. They're in the sky. Yeah. They're in the sky. Test and, drive. and Marnie is, like, having a really great time. And it's just, like, really great because she's bonding with her grandmother. She only sees her once a year. She's on her turf. She's learning about witch stuff. She's walking <laughs> into her witchhood. And then she asks her, 
what's magic? And she says, magic is wanting something and letting yourself have it. And I honestly have like been like repeating that to myself (laughs) so much since I saw that scene in the movie. Well, it's like you said, that is a mantra. Yeah. Like, that is a thing just to keep That's like a way to, like, manifest stuff. things. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's not quite is... the secret, but it's <laughs> something but it's similar. Yeah. I mean, we're in, what do you call it, Clinton Hill? Are we in Clinton Hill? We're in Clinton Hill. Okay, so we're in Clinton Hill right now, and, like, when I walked over here, like, there's an old Victorian house, like, right yeah. down the street, painted white, it's for sale, looks in shitty condition, and I'm like, I can have that house. I should. I shall. <laughs> I shall have that house. And you might not get that one exactly, but you might get one similar exactly but if you can't manifest it it can't happen and this is like one more anecdote before we power the the yeah, whole yeah, part of everything um a while ago at rachel true from the craft yes read my cards it was a good interview. she is a tarot reader um and I said, wait wait you interviewed her for lenny so you can find it on, online online at lenny i think it's what lennyletter.com yeah lennyletter.com right. she's like rachel true i think they titled it black girl magic it's apt. Um, it's apt. It's pretty, pretty dope. But she read my cards as part, like, just because she offered, because she's just, like, a gracious, ageless woman. <laughs> um, she just, like, she gets younger. I don't even understand it. Her skin is amazing. Um, but she read my cards, and she, like, told me, she's like, have you been, like, practicing manifestation? And I was just like, uh, no. And, like, she, like, went on this, like, little, basically, like, manifestation 101 and the importance of it. And really, when we think about it, you look at people like Octavia Butler, like she, if you look at her archive notebooks, all she did was manifest. Like, yes, she manifested all the time. I think she wrote, I will be a best-selling author. Yeah, and she was very specific about her manifestations, and all of those things came true. So, like, whether it's actual magic, whether it's actual mysticism or something that's, like, you know, spirit guides are helping you out, whatever, or if it's just the power of imagination and, like, being able to, like, envision yourself. And as Aggie Debbie Reynolds says... Wanting something and letting yourself have it. Right. Yeah. If I want chips, I will walk to the bodega. I will have those chips. Magic. <laughs> it's magic. It is. It's true. It's true. I think that's like, there are a bunch of like phrases from this movie that I think are like really good. And that is one of the magic is wanting something and allowing yourself. To and that's it. what I think kind of like, she remembers that. Marnie remembers that yes. at the end of the movie when she kind of has a moment of self-doubt. Right. Because like, as they're going through all this, they realize that this Luke the goblin mm-hmm. who's like wants to be your bae I think yeah um, that's true he like is getting like cocky and he's just like he tells Aggie like oh you you want to meet the bad guy like well me and then like they go to this like creepy shitty theater that looks like the theater that showed all of the discount movies dollars <laughs> in my hometown yeah and like she sees all of these all of these people from her town even her friend yeah. who we see in the beginning who's like super nice and jolly and then when she sees her later she like hisses at her and looks like right, a crazy right, monster right. um and she's like what happened to these people and they're literally frozen in their seats and then like this i think where the the screen for the film would be appears this evil shadow guy and i don't remember what he says because i was just so mad at him that i like blocked it out because i feel so triggered by like dumb guys saying dumb stuff right now <laughs> for some reason i don't know why um, now more than ever, hashtag, hashtag, um, but, like, she, he, like, tells her, like, you're powerful, like, your line is very powerful, like, why don't you just, like, the Cromwells, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Cromwell, it's always, yeah, we have not mentioned that. It's always Cromwell. some, like, Puritan, like, name. Yeah, so, Oliver Cromwell, whatever, yeah. Um, but then it's just, like, he tries to, he, like, gives her the offer to, like, he's, like, we could, like, link up and, like, 
banish the mortals and like rule the world and like she's just like that sounds like a terrible idea you're a horrible person yeah gwen he's basically like gwen baby one last chance to get with this uh and we can really like destroy humanity and she's like no you're still as creepy as like when i turned you down the last time the first time oh yeah the yeah. first time and she, and then and then he's like uh, okay well yeah. then he does a freezing spell yeah and then like i feel like then that's when well no the, but the thing is, is in the movie theater scene the mom rushes in because the grandmother's in there they don't know that he's the mayor right right, right, right. and yet, then yeah. like he throws bolts to freeze the grandmother and then the mom jumps in front of her mother of the of aggie to protect right. her which is really beautiful because the whole time we've seen them kind of like battling and being against each other and then we see that like she does have this genuine still deep connection with her mother she just also is being a mama there and she's like looking out for her kids because she doesn't want them to like come into harm's way because of magic which is like the very thing that's happening yeah right, <laughs> anyway yeah. but they both get frozen and, and they're stuck there. Yeah. Bit. But yes. then, like, the grandmother, like, I don't know if she whispers something or she, she like... She says, no, I wrote it down. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Because it's a funny, like, ham-fisted line that you have to write when you're, like, trying to keep your plot clear. Uh, she gets hit with one of these bolts and start freezing, and she just goes, it's just a magic bolt that freezes us. And then she freezes. <laughs> just so you know exactly. Someone like, didn't quite know. In case you can't tell, because... We're like literal. They're like they looked frozen. Yeah, they're like right. what's happening. It's a medium that shows doesn't tell, but they told. We got to told. We got to. But tell. then once they're literally their agency is taken away from them, and they're like stuck in this holding place, and they then go and the kids they like kind of have to do it on their own. Like right. the next the next generation of Cromwells have to like figure this shit out to save the town, save the universe. And yeah, they, yeah. So they create the brew, the magic brew. Right. Which is the best, like, that reminds me of, like, the 80s, like, getting it done, Munch. Like, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, uh, the part of the whole thing of, like, them, like, running around town, like, getting the werewolf's hair. The ghost sweat, I loved. Like, <laughs> the big fat ghost. Yeah, yeah, she, like, just, like, gets a little drop. <laughs> um, and then they, like, finally get everything together, but then Betty comes by, and he tries to pick them up, but he's, like, he's an turned. Abduct, he's an he was creepy. Now. He was like, yeah. get him on crowds! He was, like, an overly aggressive Uber driver. Yeah. And it's yes. like, I did not ask for you to come here. He's like, five stars! You're, get in the car! <laughs> your license plate number is not on my app. <laughs> like, but they, like, finally get everything together, and they, like, then they're in the kitchen, I think, and they have that moment where they can't remember... The incantation. But Sophie knows it. Sophie knows that shit. Sophie's a little witch savant, and she remembers. <laughs> yeah, she made a song. She made a, yeah. Because she thought it was pretty. Yeah, a demonic. There we go. That was the word I was looking for. So demonic. They, they power up the scepter, and they go to face Calivar. And it the then center takes, of town. like, 30 seconds to resolve. <laughs> okay, Calivar then transforms into the mayor. And that's the big realization. Is right. Like, whatever his fucking name is. Calivar is the mayor. Right. That's what you're looking for. Okay, I guess the demon was named something else. Yeah, okay. Uh, and he's like, wow, like, ever since I was uh, denied... Ever since you married that dumb human yeah, yeah. with an MFA. Ever since I like, goofballed <laughs> me, like, I, 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 I harbored evil and vile in my heart and, like, I, I want yeah. to destroy all the humans. It, like, was such an intense, like... Re- like, his little rant was so, like, toxic. I was just like, toxic masculinity... Oh, it was the worst. And then, like, even, like, Luke, even though, like, he does have a moment where he's, like, saved for his <laughs> former indiscretions, but, like, he kind of, that's kind of a toxic masculinity thing, too, where it's, like, I'm going to be this false thing. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna like pretend that I'm like I, I don't look like a goblin but I am a goblin because then that will like get you on a trick you would never talk to me otherwise so I have to like have a fake self which in some ways that's like with identity and being a team but I also feel like that's such a dude thing to do <laughs> I don't know it's fine I mean Matt doesn't take offense it's fine you're not gonna like yeah, make a gamble with a shadow demon to, like, not be a I goblin. I don't, I mean, I've never been in that situation. I mean, I don't, I don't know Matt's life. I guess we can't <laughs> judge other people's, like, paths. We don't know Luke's I don't know what's on offer with the shadow demon for me, you right. know? <laughs> but, I mean, he does have that moment, so, like, everything goes down, and then, like, they, like, he's like, where are you, Marnie? Show yourself, young Car- Cromwell. And, like, he thinks, he's, like, trying to look for her, but, like, before it all goes down, I think, like, her and Luke and the kids, they, like, kind of, he's like, look, I fucked up. Like, I'm sorry, like, I, I was just being shallow, and, like, I'm just a goblin, I need to just impress moon a goblin, like, be proud of myself. So, like, let me, like, do you a solid. He basically does her, like, a very major solid. Yeah. So, like, he has the, has Marnie's, like, cloak on over his head, and he's, like, running through, and he's like, there you are, young Cromwell, stop. And it's kind of funny, it's, like, cheesy, because it's, like, then he, like, goes faster, he's like, no, stop! And then he, like, hits uh, what he thinks is Marnie with, like, two, a bla- couple blasts of, like, his, like, freeze, electricity, whatever, yeah, electricity, yeah. but then, like... It's not, it's not Marnie. It's not Marnie. And, she, and meanwhile, she was, like, doing her going to the, the jack-o'-lantern. Right. The, right. like, bigger-than-life size, like, jack-o'-lantern to, like, put the scepter in. Yeah. And then, like, he kind but he still gets her, and he, like, hits her with the bolts, and she, like, sort of is, like, stuck, right, for a moment? And, like, she has, like, this moment where she, like, kind of, like, is, yeah, she's, like, falling asleep or, like, it was, like, one of those moments where you, like, hear all the voices of everything everyone said to you that was encouraging throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a montage. It's a, it's a, a helpful montage. It's, an, it's a, like, an auditory montage of yeah. the movie. Yeah, where yeah. They're like, believe in yourself, Marty. You can do it. <laughs> but so, I mean, I guess all you, all you really need to know at this point is, like, Marty manages to save the day with the help of her siblings. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, including the brother who believes, yeah, he gets who also manifests hands. warlock. Right, uh, he is a warlock. Everyone has magic in them. Right, even though they are half half magic. Even though they're disgusting. But it comes passes. through the mother. Right, no, it comes through the yeah. mother, and everything is fine. Like selfishness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So yeah, we get to the end of the movie, and like as usual, it's a Disney movie. Good wins. Right, and then they yeah. all like take them to the bus, and like they all are like bye. And, like, oh. the whole community's there. And then the bus, like, kind of does, like, a, uh, like, a grease kind of exit. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, it just goes up and away. And that was thing, that was a thing, though, that where I got kind of, like, oh, you can see everyone in Halloween Town. And, like, there was literally, like, I think the only black person there was, like, the bus driver. Oh, yeah, the guy it was. who was a ticket sub. he was, like, holding uh, Aggie's hand. And there was a black girl the in the beginning when they were taking the bus there. She was, like, one of the witches who was friends with one of the younger witches who was sitting on the bus. But she was, I'm like, she's just the black friend. No, it doesn't, no. This movie was not. And I thought maybe he was, she was his daughter. This movie was not diverse. Which, I mean, we can, we can talk. We can, we can chat about that. Um, it was also but, not diverse in between the, the monsters and the humanoids, too. No, it was not. Um, we can chat about that quickly when we get back from break. Okay. Um, we're gonna go to a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have like a few like final wrap up thoughts <laughs> about Halloween Town. How and Halloween Town changed my life. Yeah, there we will. We will, and we'll do our ratings as we normally do them, and uh, it'll be a chance to learn more about all of us, even okay. though it's it's Matt's least favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't like personal revelations. <laughs> Okay. Well, we'll be right back. Bye. Bye. 
Hey guys, welcome back to the kids' table. Uh, we're still here with me, Matt, and Bianca, and we are discussing um, Halloween Town. And we're going to do our ratings now because we've come to that end of the, that part of the podcast. And this is one of those movies with one of those plots where, like, it doesn't really make sense to hit all of the plot points. Yeah. Um, we've discussed everything that we think is relevant. If you have found something that is not, that you, sorry, let me restart that. If you have something that we haven't discussed that you find relevant, please hit us up. Um, kids take, yeah, Matt? When they're fighting Calabar at the end. Okay. One of the insults that they throw at him is they call him Chocolate Bar. Okay. not a good insult. Oh my god. Didn't like it. Very Disney. No, it's it's very Disney. Um, but if you have things like that chocolate bar insult that you would like to bring up to us, don't forget to like email us at kidstable at gmail.com or you can just tweet at us, which is at kidstable. So uh, yeah, so we're going to jump into our final thoughts and ratings now. Uh, guests first. All right, so um, I will give my former self rating. Okay. Um, I was clearly starved for these kinds of narratives because my parents were like it will open the gateway to the occult so I kind of it was just it and was it all did. very it yeah a little I mean like I feel like it was very sexy to me you know like witches and like spells so I younger me would have definitely been like even though I was a little too old to be like that stoked on that movie because I was like already like a little I, nah, I don't know whatever I gave it five okay. five for former teen me and honestly the nostalgia and like the great, like, mantras that are kind of laced throughout, I would probably give it, like, a 3.5, because I just really, I love that movie. (laughs) No, listen, that's fair. There's no narrative arc, but it's just there's something about it. That's fair, and I, like, and so for myself, for, like, watching it right now as an adult, like, I agree, because I usually come out of these movies really pissed off, and I've had to, like, waste (laughs) 90 minutes watching, like, some crap often racist movie and it was really nice to watch this and have like there be nothing offensive and i'm sorry and i'm saying that as someone who like doesn't practice wicca or anything in the occult offensive in like the non race or or, like way right like in a way where like there weren't any like glaring like red flag tropes exactly and so like to watch this like i felt it was very charming and debbie reynolds was like she was the best she was so sweet and just so embracing like that was really it was really nice to watch and so as an adult i can give this like a four because i'm not mad i watched this at 10 a.m and i was like (laughs) fine afterwards whereas like after ladybugs i was like throwing shit at my walls um as a kid in 1998 i think i would have given this like a a solid four as well because it was magic it was a child coming into her own um as a magician at like a good age that i could relate to and i think i would have really enjoyed that wow so it's like that rating has like it's like yeah longevity no but this is one of the few movies too that we have watched that has longevity um matt what was your your thought uh i think as a kid i would give this like a solid average rating because i like monsters and things so it had a like a are you afraid of the dark production value to it slightly um but it, it wasn't quite as 
conceptual or dark as that even that show got mm-hmm. as like a Twilight Zone ripoff, basically, or a um, Outer Limits ripoff. Yeah. Um, I would give this probably a three as a kid. Okay. Um, as an adult. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, it probably gets a two. Okay. I, I like Debbie Reynolds a lot. She's kind of the only thing that really keeps me engaged. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, Skeleton Benny is pretty good. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, if you're gonna do a whole Halloween town, it's kind of like how I hated Inception, because... What? <laughs> wait, go into this, please. Well, no, 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 no nothing so, like, nothing in depth, just, uh, the fact that there's this concept that you have so much to play with but you kind of just don't really utilize the concept oh, fully. Yeah. Okay. And for $4 million, I don't mean, I don't know where that's going, but like, it could have been a little bit more elaborate. That reminds me of something people would say in a workshop during my MFA. They'd be like, I really, I really like the conceit. I just feel like it didn't really like, it didn't really pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my thing is like, the, the I don't know if there's really such a thing as a bad idea. There's just an idea that, uh, requires a lot more innate skill to pull off. That's fair. That is fair. Alright, so we've got a, a two and a what? Three. And a three. Okay. Well, I mean, I just... I'm not mad. That's all I can say. Like, I feel like there have been... And Bianca, you haven't been here. But there have been movies like that I've come off of watching and I've been actively upset. Well, can I just say the other thing that I like is being yeah. mad? Like, that's why we differ in terms of what we prefer to watch. Because mm-hmm. I think the things that are, like, flagrantly awful or frustrating or, or, or just have some sort of, like, really on-display flaw are, are, like, more interesting to talk about. Even if they're, like, offensive in some way. Yes, but also they, like, affect my psyche. <laughs> right. And, but we talk about how they af- would affect a child's psyche, which is right. the Oh, man. I mean, I'm so glad that I didn't watch, like, well, I was going to say didn't watch Ladybugs as a child, but I watched Ladybugs you did. over and <laughs> over as a child. Well, yeah. how, did, how would you say that, I mean, this might be, like, retrospect, like, glancing back, but, like, how do you think Halloween Town affected your, or would have if you didn't watch it as a kid, would affect your childhood psyche. If I, wait, if I didn't watch it as a kid, but watched it. Or no, just like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you watched Halloween Town as a kid. No. Oh, I think it would have. So like, how do you, how did it affect you or how do you think it would have affected you? It would have fit right into the shit that I was into. Like, I was very much like, I am in between the ages of 11 and 15 and at some point in this, or I should say 11 and 16. And at some point in this range, like, I should either be getting a letter to Hogwarts, yeah. like, some invitation to Xavier's School for the Gifted. Like, there was very, like, You're, I was, like, checking your mailbox, like, where are the letters? But that was the thing, like, I was really expecting, like, yeah. someone to tell me I was gifted. And I think the only, the only indication that I got in between those, those ages was, like, I was invited to take the SAT early twice. <laughs> Like, and I was like, oh, but, man. like, that's not That's, the, like, not nearly as fun. No, as that's not the recognition <laughs> that I was looking yeah. for as a small child. So, like, I think Halloween Town would have only added to that. Like, I was expecting to be, like, pulled out as gifted, but my definition of gifted was very different from what, <laughs> like, what my parents and my school board's definition of gifted was. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know. I... <laughs> 
have appealed to me for the same reasons. Like, right. I, I would have, like, I like the cozy idea of, like, there's this, like, little world alternate reality. Like, I was, I was, I was consuming most media as a form of escape at that yeah. point. So, like, that's, like, very much resonant. The idea that, like, you feel alienated and there's, like, this other place that you can right. Yeah, definitely. Where you're in- entirely actualized. So, like, that's, that's all cool. That stands in for me. I, yeah. I was watching a lot of, like I said, like, New Outer Limits and, like, uh, Monsters. Mm-hmm. A show called Monsters, like, on um, on Sci-Fi Channel. It's, like, early Sci-Fi Channel. That's cool. So I, I like that um, production value, too. Yeah, I think for me, like, it definitely just went... I mean, it was very on-brand for everything else I was consuming. Um, always narratives about girls who are outsiders who then realize they have this thing about them that everyone, like demeans them for but actually makes them powerful and fit into this other community that's elsewhere outside of where they are stuck because that's their hometown or where their parents live and I feel like for me it just really is kind of like probably why as a child of the suburb I moved to the city and then like found my friends who were like me and it's like all these things that are supposedly weird are the things that are actually our powers so are the things that make us special or strong so in that way it definitely was just another (laughs) It was escapism, and it was kind of silly, because it was like, I'm going to go home and watch Halloween Town. I don't care if the popular kids don't like me. <laughs> and Halloween Town's not real, but you know what? Sometimes you need that, like, fiction to get you through. Yeah. I think... To the next I, level, where you find out there's a lot of people like you. Yeah. And it's just normalized again, and you have yeah. to figure it out again. Yeah. I think, like, recommended watching after this episode for me would be, like, Halloween Town, definitely, like, check it out if you can. Um, like we said, it's on... YouTube in a weirdly pixelated format. Sped up. Yeah, and sped up, but you can also buy it or rent it if you would like for $5.99. Um, but also there's a BBC show called Hex that I think a lot of people who enjoyed Halloween Town will enjoy. Um, it's about a girl at a boarding school in England who uh, finds out that she is a witch. She has a lesbian ghost best friend. Yes, yes, yes. yes. See? And, I need this. I'm leaving. Okay. I, I watch this show. Um, and there is an angel or slash demon who's stalking her, played by Michael Fassbender. Oh my god, what? Yes. What? So if you're a black uh, girl, like, and you know, like, we all keep the list of, Fassbender like... Fassbender is a De Niro type. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we all keep the list of, like, white men who are actively sleeping with black women, and Fassbender is on there. So, like, you know, if you are one of, if you are either Bianca or I, you might want to check this one out. Definitely. I would also add in, um, the... ABC Family, I mean, that's what it was on, but I think it was, like, an ABC Family TV adaptation of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's, Melissa Joan Hart is in it. Her aunts are played by different women, which is confusing. And I don't know when it came out, but I just feel like, find it, you just feel like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV movie, and it would be the one that's not in Australia, the one that doesn't involve (laughs) mermaids. I remember the Australia one. It'll be just the normal one when they're in Salem and, or Massachusetts, wherever they live. Okay. That one's really good because it's weird because it's almost like, it's almost sadder because it's longer and there's more like emotional complexity to it. Um, and also it's just weird because they're not the same caregivers. Like you're expecting to see the, the two that you always see. And then the other, um, it's not about witches. Um, Blood and Chocolate. I um, love that book. Not it oh, does not do the it does not do the book of justice. It's I was so good, so mad because the book is so much better. But the film adaptation is really cool. I've never seen the movie, and like she's a little older. She's not like a teen teen, but it's still the same premise. And Blood and Chocolate for those who 
have forgotten. I won't say you didn't know. Um, <laughs> it's the story of an adolescent know. werewolf girl um, who, you know, when the moon, when she's not choosing to turn or when it's not a full moon, she's just a normal teen girl. And her family, like, has this traumatic event and then they move to a, her pack. They move to a new town where she then, you know, all the, all the shit new high school friends fitting in, like, has her first boyfriend, like, deals with all these things, and then, like, also just, like, claiming her identity as a werewolf, but also trying to, like, navigate just, like, being a teen girl who is also human. Um, and the title is just, like, a really good, beautiful way of, like, thinking about these, like, that are shown in Halloween Town and in Hex and Sabrina. Um, it's just, like, the duality of, like, blood and chocolate, like, these two things, um, that are necessary and both of them are desirable yeah. for her like as a human you want to eat chocolate as a, as a werewolf <laughs> you, you want to eat some blood but or maybe also, either or oh, no, you when want... you're on your period yeah true but also I don't think werewolves can eat chocolate because they're dogs right so like fair that might be bad but like so it doesn't go both ways but it's just like choosing it is also i mean it's also that too but i think it's just like desire and identity and like these two things but like clearly she likes both things but the book is amazing it's beautiful i read it way too many times um and the film is also very good so if you like halloween town like check out sabrina the teenage witch the original TV adaptation film. I think it was ABC Family, and then Blood and Chocolate, and then go buy the book and read it nine times under the full moon. <laughs> Matt, do you have any recommendations? I did, man, what? I didn't know I had to do this whole thing. <laughs> Matt is like Matt's a white man. He's just sitting. Come here on, just being no, like don't let crushed. this define me. <laughs> crushed? I'm not crushed. I'm just trying to think of a comparable. I, I definitely because of who I am. <laughs> consumed different media so i don't have a i don't have like a commensurate thing well it can just be anything about like an outsider or someone who's like stuck between two communities or like monsters there's a there's a show from i think the early 70s called children of the stones so it's terrifying oh it's a british show um where i I don't want to like say anything because it's kind of all spoilery but there's a really great plot with like sort of extraterrestrial signals and a warlock figure in this otherwise um banal english town in the countryside oh, and, the ki- wow. and these and the kids kind of figure out what's going on because the parents are kind of useless. oh that's cool yeah, yeah i mean i would i'd probably watch that that sounds uh, very much like halloween town because yeah. the kids had to like can't lock it down fix yeah, everything exactly yeah. and like yeah the kids are the only ones with like presence of mind enough to notice yeah. that things are weird yeah cool i mean i think there's there's a lot of better good- than gossip girl <laughs> don't let, that's the sticker on the dvd don't let former guest patrick willems hear you say that yeah i don't care how cool you think chuck bass is oh, Ooh, shots fired let's end it all right well okay thanks guys um for listening to us talk at length really at length an almost two hour episode about Halloween Town. Thick. A thick old episode. <laughs> yeah, thick with a Q. Yeah. Um, two C's, rather. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, well, okay, so thanks for listening. Um, Dianco, where can we find you in your future internet self? Uh, my internet self is just at Dianca London on Twitter. My name is spelled like Bianca, but with a D. People think it's complicated, but it's not. So it's just at Dianca London. That's my Twitter handle. Um, and then on, that's that's all you need to know, really. You can also Google that. Um, and please note, my avatar is an alien, so don't look for a humanoid photo. 
Right. Okay, so uh, Matt, where can we find you on the internet? And you know I will correct you if you miss anything. Uh, Trickscomic.tumblr.com. I add a comic page every Tuesday, but that's going to stop really soon because I've not been working on it. Uh, and uh, just at, at Matthew Torpy on Twitter. And where else? Uh, I help out. <laughs> I help out. Uh, Pat, right? Yes. Yeah, Pat Willems on YouTube. Uh, so go to Patrick H. Willems. Uh, look for him on YouTube. He's got a channel, and uh, I'm up here on that and help out with writing. Yeah, he helps out. He writes shit. Like he's being real modest about it. Okay, my name is Kendra James, and you can find me on Twitter at Kendra James underscore. You have to remember the underscore, or you might get a porn star. Um, so you can find me there. I'm for this summer doing recaps for The Bachelorette for Elle. Um, and my latest piece, uh, which is 1600 words on why I love Tom Cruise, is on Cosmo.com. So you should definitely go read that because I spent an afternoon getting drunk and writing it. And I had a really delightful time. The Mummy is a great movie and you should go see it. Um, for us uh, here at the Kids Table, you can email us at kidstablepod at gmail.com if you would like to reach out with questions, comments, or concerns about any episode that you listen to. We're also readily available on Twitter at kidstablepod. That's at kidstablepod, where you can also tweet us with questions, comments, or concerns. Um, we did get one email, which we really appreciated this week from uh, uh, one listener, Thomas, who left us a lot of suggestions about movies. And while there were some TV shows in there too, and we can't really watch TV shows only because we all have day jobs here, and there's only so much we can do. We're getting, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll, we'll address some of the movies you're talking about, man. But yeah. like, so you, you, we'll definitely uh, hit on some of the stuff you mentioned, but like basically every TV series or show that you mentioned... <laughs> We're not doing, it's it's just, it's um specifically kids' movies from the 90s, m- emphasis on movies. But we will be hitting, like, the Rugrats movie, which you def- Matt loves, and I you love mentioned. It. Or, no, I don't, actually. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. But he's excited to get to it. He has yes, a lot to say about it. Yes, I have things it. to say about the Rugrats okay. movie. Okay, well, we're definitely doing that, and we'll <laughs> probably hit, like, some of the Miyazaki that you mentioned as well. Yeah, My Neighbor Totoro is a pretty formative one. Uh, yeah. I love Powerpuff Girls, and I love Samurai Jack, and and all the Getty Tartakovsky stuff. But, but those are movies. <laughs> but those are shows. So we yeah. are not doing shows. Yeah, we're. I mean, you know what? I might insist that we throw a pilot in there from time to time. But uh, all right. But I hate anime because I had to pretend to like it. In Which middle is a school. crazy stance. No, a crazy. Stance. I had to pretend to like it in middle school because She's my one friends of these, liked oh. it. So you didn't have a Dragon Ball Z shirt. I did not have a Dragon Ball yeah, but, shirt. That, that, oh my god, dude! It's a whole okay. Yeah, but anyway, anime so, as a mind virus is is it's not it's not fair. Right, but all we're saying is that like thank you, Thomas, for writing us, and we definitely got it, and we're gonna accept some of your um some of your suggestions. We will be hitting Rugrats soon. Um, I can't say as as usual. I can't say what we're doing next. Uh, because we don't plan in advance. Whoops. <laughs> um, but we'll be hitting your ear channels. Ear channels? Is that? What am I saying? Ear canals? Ear canals! We'll be... Gross. I'm sorry. We'll be hitting your ears uh, soon <laughs> with, with a new episode. Um, and uh, uh, thanks, guys, for listening. 
Matt, do you want to like sing us out with a with a tune? You were singing earlier. No, bye. Matt, I don't stop queuing me up for songs. I don't always have a song. Sometimes, uh, like I think Matt has a song in his heart during every episode, and he just refuses to share it with us. Goodbye. Maybe I will next time. All right. Bye, guys.